Boom! There it is, ladies and gents. We're ready to rock and roll, coming to you live from my classroom. Now, I don't know about you guys, but as an entrepreneur, roadblocks pop up all the time. And if you're tired of being stuck in a situation, then today's episode is for you. So let's get this one on the road. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Look, a business can give you everything you want in life. Prestige, wealth, freedom. It can also take everything away from you. This show is for those who are willing to take that risk. These are the real life stories of entrepreneurs. But before we start, I have one small favor to ask. Please leave a comment. It can be advice, critiques, tips, feedback, or share this with someone because your engagement is the most valuable and most powerful form of social currency. So thank you. And welcome to another episode of Business Plus. All right, ladies and gents, let's drop some fire intro. Here we go. We don't know what we don't know when you get into a business, and there's a ton we think we know, and even more that we don't. As an entrepreneur, there's always going to be obstacles and roadblocks attempting to stop you from reaching higher levels of success. These, uh, these blocks create uncertainty and stress-causing burnout. Today's guest has been helping his clients generate their value while enjoying the journey of entrepreneurship. He's helping owners to make intentional choices about their future to help make it fun, predictable, and sustainable. So let's welcome to the show from GenerateYourOwnValue.com, Andy McDowell. Whoo, Andy, there we go, man. Welcome to the program. Hey, it's a party in here. It's always a party when you're on the business, bros, my friend. Welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for the invite. Pleasure to be here today. All right, Andy. So check it out, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna level with you. We are in my classroom. I even have a couple of students, so you got a, a little bit of a live audience here. Uh, Seventeen year old kids taking a class called financial algebra. We literally talked today about starting their own businesses. If you were talking to high school kids barely starting their career as an entrepreneur, what advice would you give them? Um, it's a journey. Uh, you need lots of resilience and grit because you're going to have bumps in the road along the way. You're only a failure when you quit. And lastly, it's about um, validating or invalidating your assumptions. Mm. So... You think you might know who your customer is, but is that really who's walking through the door? You have to validate or invalidate along with a whole bunch of other things that you started as assumptions uh, when you wrote your business plan. Well, it all starts as an idea, right? We have this mm -hmm. concept. I love I love relating the new entrepreneur to the day you buy that lottery ticket. So here in California, uh, the, the the super, or I think it was Mega Millions was at a billion dollars recently. So I went and bought a ticket. And when I bought a ticket, the only, re the only thing that really happens is you get to start dreaming about what life will be like if you won. I feel like new entrepreneurs get that vibe, that feeling the same thing. They start dreaming and having huge ambitions but then reality kind of sets in. The work kind of sets in. Um, the stress starts to build because in, in business, it's nothing but a series of problems and roadblocks and things that come up. Um, you talk about being intentional when we do these things. What do you mm -hmm. mean by that intentionality? Because even being intentional, you're still going to come across problems. Yeah, so you need to be intentional in life and be intentional in your business. And being intentional means that you're You've got a purpose set out for what you want to accomplish and you're introspective. 
introspective about yourself. I want to live an intentional life. This is what I want to do in my life. Um, but I have to be intentional about my introspection along the way to make adjustments about myself, whether that be my values, behaviors, actions, words along the way uh, to execute on a strategy that's going to get you wherever you want to be in your life. And it's exactly the same way in your business. Um, you're being intentional to say, I want to start a business. Okay. It's not just a moment in time. You have to be intentional along your whole journey as an entrepreneur, be introspective about yourself as a leader and introspective about how your company is doing and make adjustments along the way to stand the best chance of success in the long run. I feel like uh, that idea of self-awareness and understanding who you want to become is mm -hmm. one of the most difficult things to figure out as a human being. You see it all over history. The Stoics talk about it. Yep. Um, you know, I, I've been listening to Earl Nightingale every morning. Uh, he talks about, you know, believe and achieve. We become what we think about. It all sounds great when you say it like that, but the the figuring out what you want and why you're doing this, I think that's a struggle in and of itself. So let me ask you, why are you doing this? Cause I want to know. Why, why, why am I, why, why do I do this? I do this because, uh, I live a life of service. I feel like that's why I'm here on this earth. Uh, I've been on a journey of self-discovery. I think I've discovered who I am and now it's time to turn around and teach others how to do the same thing as well as to do it within their business and to leave a, a, a legacy of love on the earth, you know, to go out and help others and to serve others means that you live in a life of love. Now, I, I always say that your purpose in life is to be of service to others, but your business's purpose is to make a profit. How do we distinguish between the two? Because I feel like uh, a lot of times there's, there's things that I do and give away for free, taking away from that profitability of my mm -hmm. business. But I be, and I do it because I know it enriches and enhances the relationships that I have. I know it'll come back to me, you know, over and over again. So where do I separate the two? Where, where do I separate the being of service and comfortable with charging and making a profit? Yeah, that's where the title of my company comes from is Generate Your Value because it's an and and not an or. Uh, it's not, well, I either make a profit or I serve a community or serve a world or serve a country or state with my business and make a profit. You're able to do both at the same time. And the goal is to try and find that sweet spot, right? So where where is there a need uh, out there in the the world where you could bring value in terms of a product or service and make a profit, but at the same time, is your product or service contributing to the world in some way? Or uh, can you pour some or a little bit of those profits into uh, charities or other things that are bringing um, a value and a service to uh, the world that's beyond whatever your product and service is doing and build your brand? Generating value, I think that comes partially with learning new skills. It comes with uh, getting certain credentials. It comes with life experience. So mm -hmm. what what are your skills, credentials, or experience? Skills I've acquired over a very long career. So um, I've lived an entrepreneurial life. I started off as a, um, an employee of two entrepreneurs, uh, entrepreneurial companies. And one of those got bought by this big company called Boeing makes airplanes um, based out of Chicago, a lot of activity in Seattle did that for 22 years, building a business from scratch. 
Um, unfortunately, got laid off uh, because of 737 MAX crisis, along with thousands of other people. And it afforded me the opportunity to take all talents and skills that I've built over the years and my experiences and turn around and start teaching others uh, some of those or all of those so that they can be successful just like I was uh, successful within Boeing. What is it uh, that you that you get paid to do? So like essentially what when people hire you, what do they pay you for? If you're good at something, never do it for free. Well, I have a three stage program. I have um, groups that are like mastermind groups. I call them peer to peer advisory groups where entrepreneur owners get around the table and work on each other's businesses uh, once a month. I also have a number of workshops that um, uh, enable if you if you take all of them, you eventually get to a point where you have a foundational strategy for your business. And then lastly, just one on one coaching. You want help uh with your hiring process your firing process your financials or any specific item that takes longer than what you would do in a in a mastermind like uh group or you would just want one-on-one uh time with me and my expertise and talents to help you out how long have you been uh on the coaching space i mean for me i feel like the teaching is very similar to that coaching space uh, mm-hmm. they're younger they don't have a lot of the bad habits that adults tend to have when they come for uh, for coaching what's been your experience like in dealing with uh with this generation of entrepreneurs and how are you seeing things shift as we enter a new economy and a new digital age yeah, so entrepreneurship is uh, growing. I've been in this business since September of 99. Uh, little did I know I was starting to five months before a pandemic and all the shakeup that was going to bring to the world. But uh, one of the things it has brought to the world in terms of a shakeup is those that left their jobs during the pandemic, 30% of them, 30% of them decide they want to start their own business. So entrepreneurship is um, on the rise uh, I think people are a little bit fed up with the politics of the corporate life and are, are wanting to go out and uh, pave their own path in terms of success. And I'm, I'm all for it. Here to help. Not everybody is built to be an entrepreneur. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a huge influx of people who are trying this space. Uh, but I know there's going to be a huge amount of people who fail. And I'm worried that the people who who don't make it have some major mental health issues as, as it affects, you know, your ego and who you are as an individual. It could affect essentially your bank account. You could lose your home, your car, your lifestyle, so many different things. The opportunities in entrepreneurship are amazing. The losses can be very detrimental. Um, are you preparing your clients or helping them deal with their mental state as they enter this entrepreneurship? And what, what are the things that you're doing to help them prepare for stuff like that? The ups and the downs. Yeah, absolutely. It's a mindset game and I get to it early in my conversation. My clients is about uh, what's your why in life? What's your why uh, in business? Why are you starting this business in uh, if it's not aligned in, in the proper ways, then we're going to have a conversation with that mindset before we get too too much further down the road. And it it goes back to my previous comment: you're not a failure until you quit. So just because you went into bankruptcy or every, anything doesn't mean you have to quit. Uh, the sad part would be you, you're not introspective and in, in having an understanding of the lessons you learned from it that you could then integrate into another attempt of being an entrepreneur, whether it's a 
change a product or service or industries or whatever it really doesn't matter. It's do you have the fight uh, in you or do you have the quit in you? And what are you doing about being introspective and learning your lessons from it and incorporating that into your next attempt? Uh, what about those? What about those that suffer like from paralysis of analysis? So the fear mm -hmm. sets in, they don't quit, but they're not really moving forward and they're not really moving back. They find themselves in a position where it's comfortable and it gets stagnant and they're not yeah. going in any direction. How do you help them overcome that fear? Or sometimes it's like an insecurity or a self, you know, they don't have any self-worth or they think little of themselves, that imposter syndrome. Yeah. So what's the different definition of insanity is trying the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. So we've got to, we've got to figure out whether it's a mindset issue or a lack of knowledge issue or where's the breakdowns. And sometimes I can help you. Sometimes I can, maybe you need to go to therapy. Maybe you need to be working on what's going on inside here, inside the head that uh, I'm not making any breakthroughs with you that you've got to go solve some traumas or something in your life. That's, build up too much fear or something in your life that's just keeping you stagnant and then not allowing you to break through that wall to success, so to speak. Let's talk about people that you want to work with. Um, in any business, it always should start off with a little bit of market research. Who is the customer that you want to serve? And is that mm -hmm. customer looking for that type of business? So my question to you is, who is your ideal client? I am looking for qualities beyond the physical. Uh, my, uh, the way I say it is my ideal client is anybody that has a profit and loss statement. Uh, if you're making decisions that impact the profit and loss of, uh, of a company, um, then you're a potential customer. I typically like to go for those that have about $50 million of revenue a year or less or hundred employees or less, um, getting them off the, off the ground in that sweet spot before really big questions of scale come into play. Uh, then you might need to go jump to another coach that has more experience with that size scale of a business. What about uh, industry-wise? I mean, a P&L could be a bunch of different places, right? Mm -hmm. We can be in the real estate space and we can be in the swimsuit wear, right? I mean, totally right. different spaces. Um, so is there a specific industry you're looking for or are you open to, to multiples? No, I'm, I'm open to, to multiples. Obviously, my experience is in the aviation field, but Business is business and, and the foundational elements are all going to be the same. The questions are going to be the same, so to speak, as to what you're doing. Uh, there may be some nuances in uh, your ideal customer and what marketing channels you should use and so forth. But for the most part, business is business. Totally agree. Totally agree. Um, there's also like one of my questions I have for you is you're in business. How do you acquire customers? How do you get customers? Uh, it's a combination of social media, uh, marketing. Um, I'm a co-host on a podcast and I uh, designed it in such a way to have a co-host who's a business owner. So uh, you have this coach business owner kind of dialogue going back and forth. So it sort of demonstrates if you come on as a client of mine, you can expect our conversations to be pretty much like what you hear on the podcast. So hopefully that reduces the fear level for people, um, They've never worked with a coach before what they're going to run into. So uh, the podcast is a good driver marketing channel, so to speak, for me to bring in customers. Podcasting has been has completely like changed my life. It, uh, you're literally episode 999. So we're almost mm. at a thousand episodes. 
Uh, and wow. it's changed from the way I speak, the way I present my mm -hmm. whole why and the, the reason why I do things has all come about because of the podcasting. We've interviewed over 700 different entrepreneurs in this space. It's been an amazing ride. You started a podcast. What is it that you expect to get out of it? And so far, I saw you somewhere around 30 something episodes in. What have you gained or learned so far in your experience podcasting? Uh, well, I see it as just um, another um, channel, you know, with which to to uh, communicate to folks. You know, some people love to read. Some people love to listen. Some people love to, in their daily commute, going to or from work, listen to a podcast and, and want to learn and grow, whether it be for their business or in their personal life or whatever. So that's what drives me is to be able to uh, serve the world and, and bring, I call them golden nuggets of ideas and information that may be able to impact their lives and their business in a, in a positive way. Uh, what I've learned is it's a, it's a journey. Uh, you get to meet great people like yourself uh, through this process. Uh, the best part of it is uh, in what I call the green room, you know, before and after the record button has been pushed um, and making those relationships, uh, being along a journey with other podcast people and so forth, and just supporting and helping each other to grow. It's just a fascinating journey. I love how you mentioned the green room because, oh man, there's been a number of times that we record a podcast and it's cool. A podcast is great, but sometimes the real juicy content comes mm -hmm. when we don't have anything being recorded. Like I wish right. some of these platforms would allow us like a, a secondary record. Maybe it's like a, like off live, but still recording like the green room. Cause there's so many cool things that happen when you are interacting with someone on a, on, on a different level, after you've experienced a little bit of communication, after you've met them and, and got an, an idea of who this person is as an individual, that communication happens afterwards. So I'm assuming when people work with you, they have a very similar model, right? Where you, where you get to know them uh, up front, And then we kind of go into what you're, what your business is and where, how we're going to help you grow. So if people want to work with you, what's that sales process like? Uh, really, it's a, it's a, it's a coffee or a beer or a donut or something with Andy uh, sitting across the table. We talk about life. We talk about business um, where you feel like your business is in a ditch or maybe it's not in a ditch. Maybe it's in a good spot, but you're having difficulty scaling and getting it to that next next level of success, so to speak. And you're looking for where do I prioritize and those type things. So it's really uh, some free time. Don't charge for it, but let's sit down for a coffee or beer or something for an hour, hour and a half and talk about where you're at and where you want to go and where, how it is that my services might be able to help you get there. Dude, that's really what it comes down to. You have to make a connection. I always talk about coaching and how it's very important to find a mentor, somebody who's already achieved what you want to achieve, someone who can help you get from point A to point B. But it always comes down to do you jive with that person, right? Like there are so many people who are very knowledgeable and, and can help you get from point A to point B. But if you're not connecting with them, if you don't, if you don't have that, that vibe with them, then they might not be the best person for you, regardless mm -hmm. of how much information they know. So, you know, sitting down and having a conversation with somebody just to figure out, we cool, bro. Like we, we good. Like that's, that has to be step one. When you, when you talk to your clients, you do it that way. 
how often are they doing that with their customers, especially if they're selling high ticket items? How much, how often are you getting them to have a conversation with that potential client before they actually make that sale? And not like, you know, you get a LinkedIn message and they're already trying to sell you in that first message. Yeah, that's why I get after with my customers about, can you tell me in five bullets what your ideal customer is? Do you have enough experience and asked enough questions and been introspective enough about your business? You could give me five bullets as to who your best customer is. Um, because you should be asking those questions and help trying to start a relationship with a customer right off to know whether they fit in your ideal model or not. And if they don't, then you may want to refer them to somebody down the street or in the same city or something that's going to be a better fit for you. So you're not spinning your wheels trying to provide a good service when it's just not going to happen because you're not an ideal vendor for them. You know, and, and the goal should be always in sales is first establish a relationship and then talk about the product and the service. Yeah, it makes a it makes a huge difference on on just the connection, especially because, you know, with the people I talk to a lot are real estate agents, insurance agents, mm -hmm. taxes and, and accounting type people, very service oriented business. Uh, and it takes a lot of that relationship building to continue to, you know, they, they essentially become your friends. Like the, that's the cool thing about being intentional with the type of clients that you bring into your life. These are people that you're going to work with and spend a lot of time with. If you're bringing on a client that you're going to spend a lot of time with and you dread waking up every day to work with that client, that's mm -hmm. going to give you that essential burnout, right? So picking your customers is just as important as, you know, picking the, the industry that you get into. Like there's so much that goes into deciding who I want to work with. You, when you, when you work with your clients, I'm sure there's a, like a constant thing that a lot of your clients have issues with. What are some of those problems that you see on a regular basis that most people tend to have? Um, and is that changing at all in, in after post-2020? No, it's not changing at all. Number one issue is revenue and sales. How do I get more customers, period? <laughs> you know, so there's lots of conversation about um, what channels are you using your marketing for? And the the connection between your marketing and sales funnel process with your uh, revenues and expenses and your assumptions and whatever goals you have with that. Right. So uh, everybody likes to think about the dollar bills coming through and they start with revenue first and they totally forget about their expenses, what time expenses they are and how your profit targets in, in your, financials drive your decision-making about what types of marketing are you doing? Are you doing social media? Are you doing television? Are you doing print? Are you doing mailers? Are you doing newsletters? What are you doing uh, is heavily dependent upon your success rate and your sales process. The, the lower your success rate, the more marketing channels you need, they're going to provide a ton of leads that fall into that, that sales funnel so that you have enough revenue that falls out the bottom of that funnel to uh, drive your financials. And, and it's a huge connection between those two that uh, a lot of entrepreneurs just don't understand or think about. 
sales and marketing that's uh so the students in my class are building businesses um and my focus for them is on the sales and marketing side so mm -hmm. they're doing simple businesses that we can do in class they're doing some print on demand they're doing some affiliate marketing some social media management um things that they can handle that that is production wise but the biggest point that i'm making is on the sales and marketing side because no matter how good you are at your tech job right doesn't matter how good you are if nobody knows you exist mm -hmm. then there's a problem right there nobody's going to come to you for the quality service you can provide because they don't know you exist um you are I, i'm going to be 40 this year so you're at least my age i think um oh, yes. means, means, <laughs> means you grew up in a time before we had cell phones everywhere we would go mm -hmm. outside and play um, completely different way to run a business back then as it is today. And there are a lot of people that are my age um, and older that are hesitant to use social media um, or, you know, don't even understand the difference between a funnel and a website. How are you getting that across to your business owners to make it so that they can tell the difference between your business is social media and you taking pictures of your food. Like there's a big difference in the intent yeah. of what you're doing in the marketing side. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's really about setting up different. Don't, don't do business on your, 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 your personal Facebook page. If you can help it, right. You want to set up your own business Facebook page, uh, where you can control, uh, the messaging and the branding and, uh, product or service information and education with the customer and so forth. And don't mix it up with your personal pleasure and your latest vacation uh, kinds of things. Cause you just confuse the customer. You want to keep it business only on each of your social media platforms. And I do that. I have, I have separated my personal from my business. I, uh, I'm pretty much separated. And then I, I hear always mixed things, right? On the one hand, it's like, look, keep your business on the business side, right? But I am my business. I am my brand. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's a, it's kind of a, a mesh between the two. Most of my stuff is business, but I sprinkle in some personal because I'm not yeah. a machine. I'm still a right. human being. So I want to make sure I connect with people. Um, if, if it's not just your business, cause I can understand that maybe you have a retail location or a specific business that can have its own social. But if you are your brand, like in your case, coaching or real estate agents, um, is there a proper mix for that? Yeah. Well, it's, that's more important if you're a solopreneur like myself, where, uh, you're trying to build up a, re a reputation, a trust level with a customer and so forth. And you're trying, and your connection is extremely important with your clientele it's okay to mix in a little bit of personal stuff on your business site and so forth so they can see that you're a human being and you do the same things that they do in life and have the same issues maybe uh from that from that perspective but um you know keep it like a 90 10 or 80 20 kind of kind of cut on it so that you're not um you always want to keep the business in front of the customer as much as you can while at the same time doing things to help create that connection. Yeah. As many call to actions and offers as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. And you're getting low on time here. I want to make sure I, I give you time to express anything you want to the audience. Uh, so any final thoughts? And then of course, how can people get a hold of you if they want to work with you? Yeah. My final thought would be, um, I'm a big love versus fear guy. So look at where love and fear rides 
in your life. Every decision that you're making has a component of either love or fear in it. And make sure you always choose love as much as you can if you want joy and happiness and success to show up uh, in your life and in your business from that perspective. Uh, best way to get a hold of me is, uh, you know, at that address, scroll on the bottom of your screen, www.generateyourvalue.com or uh, tune into uh, my podcast journey with my co-host, Zach Levy. Uh, listen to some episodes and uh, see what I'm all about. And if it sounds to your liking, then go ahead, go over to my website and shoot me an email. All right, we got a uh, viewer question here. How do you know if someone's giving you actual advice or just trying to sell a book? <laughs> uh, they're asking enough questions about you, right? Yeah. And, 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 and especially are they using analogies or so forth from their own life to connect with you about what's going on in your own life? Um, if you're getting a pitch about, well, if you buy my book, you'll get all your answers in the first meeting or two run away. <laughs> but if they're asking enough questions and trying to get to know you as a person in, uh, uh, in, in beast, you know, like uh, I'm actually a customer of two of my clients on a regular basis kind of thing. I, I, you know, I don't think they have any kind of feeling at all. I'm trying to sell them a book at all when I'm trying to establish a relationship and actually do business with them at the same time. So. Oh, 100%. I love how you described that. Look, I, I learned this early on in podcasting. You need to learn to be more interested than interesting, right? Mm -hmm. if, you're in, if that person is interested in you, they're asking you all kinds of questions. They want to get to know you. If you want to learn how to be interested, um, I learned a, a script when I was uh, selling real estate early on. It's the Ford script, F-O-R-D, family, occupation, recreation, and dreams. Those are topics that you can ask people about yes. to engage in conversation, to be as interested as possible. But don't be thinking about that next question. Really Think about what they're talking about and be interested in what they're what they're talking about. That makes that part where you become interested. That's where the conversation gets good. That's where it gets fun. That's where the relationship happens. But sometimes we get stuck. Family, occupation, recreation, dreams. Ford script will go a long way. Mm -hmm. Andy, thank you very much for coming on the program today. I have one more question for you. What was your experience like on the Business Bros? Oh, it was amazing. Lo I love the high energy uh, environment, the party atmosphere at the beginning, the use of the videos, and more importantly, the great questions. Perfect. All right, ladies and gents, that is it. Look, if you want to learn to, whoops, knocking over my microphone. If you want to learn <laughs> to increase your value, generate your value, and get customers because you have a good relationship with them, you're trying to do good things for them, you're trying to grow your business, but maybe you feel stuck. Go to the website, generateyourvalue.com, set up an appointment with Andy, have that initial conversation, maybe a beer, maybe a donut, maybe some coffee, but have that initial conversation because you never know where it's going to take you. A mentor can help you go from point A to point B, especially if you don't know where point B is supposed to be. All right, mm -hmm. go to generateyourvalue.com. Andy, thank you very much for being on the show. Ladies and gents, we'll catch you guys next time. Peace. And we're out. It's over. Go home. Is your business in need of marketing? Try starting a podcast, but not just any podcast, podcast like a pro. We can show you how to take your business from being invisible to becoming a brand people trust. Go to www.businessbros.biz to get started today. Business bro.